Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. This is the last message, message of our series called Be Strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. And this message is titled, Pray at All Times. Pray at All Times. Now, uh, since this is the last message, we want to really kind of make sure we have our bearing straight, make sure we are on the same page as the Lord is when he gave us um, these verses because uh, we start in chapter 6 of Ephesians. And go there, if you would, Ephesians chapter 6. And uh, we start on the 10th verse. And today we'll be on the uh, probably 18th uh, verse. So we've covered that in in 10 messages before, and this was the 11th one. Uh, but it's very, they, they, are, they are very important verses, very important. And sometimes uh, I don't think we really realize how important they are. We just take it for granted because we read them and we memorized them. Uh, uh, but it's, it can't stop there. It can't stop at, at reading them and memorizing them. Uh, we have to uh, understand what God is saying. And we also have to be doers of the word and not just hearers only. And so when it tells us uh, that finally be strong in the Lord and the strength of his might, he's telling us that for a point. He, he, he is, God is very serious about uh, us having success. Just as we are, those of us who have children are very serious about our children having success. We want our children to have success. We don't want them to fail. So therefore, God doesn't want us to fail, so he's telling us exactly what we are to do. So he says, put on the full armor, not just part of it. Don't just put on the helmet. Don't just put on the shoes. Put put on all the armor. And it's, it's interesting that, of course, uh, we know that that Paul is is um, he's in prison. We know that he he's also... Uh, giving us a, a visual example when he says that uh, put on the whole armor because in Rome he's, he knows he's, he has soldiers around him and those soldiers might have on, on the whole armor there. They might have all these things. And so he uses these as an example to tell us about the spiritual things that, we, that God is calling us to have. And so we said this is a, this is a spiritual message. These, these messages are not just a, a natural thing, and it might sound cute and everything, you know, we have on the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit and all that kind of stuff, which is the word of God. That, that sounds good, but, but that's, not, that's, not the, that's not it. We have to realize that we're in a spiritual warfare, you see. And, and see, until we realize that, we're not going to be serious about having on the whole armor. Because why, why put on armor to go to bed. You don't need to put on armor to go to bed. You know? But see, spiritual armor doesn't come off. It doesn't come off. You see? See, so, so when he says that um, uh, these things, the first two verse, verses there, he says then, 
for or because our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the, the, the rules of darkness. So, so really, when you, when you, when you come to, down to it, he's telling us, I want you to do this because, because your enemy, he is a spiritual enemy. You don't see the enemy. You don't see him, but he's there. They are there. They are all around. And you say, well, they don't come to church. Ha, ha, ha. You know, they, they don't want to hear God's word. They'll come to church. You see? Yeah, they'll come to church. And so God says, look, I want you to realize that this is important because you don't realize who you're struggling against. There are, there are forces here in Lynchburg that is trying to keep the, the church of the living God from being successful. Because the enemy doesn't want God to be successful in accomplishing his purpose. He doesn't want anybody saved. He wants everybody to die and go to hell. Because he knows where he's going. Fire brimstone. He knows that. And so he wants to carry as many people there as he possibly can to show God that he, he can't save them. He can't do nothing. He thinks that he is stronger than God. And you say, well, he must be crazy. Well, he had to be to, to, to come against God at the beginning. You see? But see, I'm telling you that these forces are out here. These forces try to keep people from coming to church. Because there's strength in the church. There's encouragement in the church. See, sometimes you can be down and you come around the brothers and sisters in the Lord and they, they sense you're down and they lift you up. You can't get that in the world. You see? And so I'm telling you, these forces, they'll try to do a lot of different things to keep us from being successful. They'll try to get you to commit suicide. They'll try to commit you, to, uh, try to get you to talk about people. It'll try to get you to uh, do a lot of different bad things only because they'll tell you stuff in your mind that you can't believe, but you do sometimes believe that your job is against you. People in your job are against you. The, you know, the, the government is against you. Everything is against you. You know, that's what they'll try to do. They try to get you to believe that, that, oh man, I tell you what, there's no way in the world I go to church in the white people because they are against you. Don't you know you were in slavery, boy? Don't you, don't you remember? Don't you remember? Did you, do you know your history? Do you know where you came from? Yeah, I know I came from my mother's womb. That's where I came from. You know, it's where you from, you're African American. I went to Africa one time, and I was not born there, and so I was born in a hospital in North Carolina, and so therefore, what I was, I thank God I'm no more, because I've been born again, and so the will of Taylor that, that came to Lynchburg is not the will of Taylor that's in Lynchburg now. You see, it is not. And if you believe you're the same, 
Before you got saved and now after, saved, after you got saved, you're the same. You don't know the word of God. And you surely don't believe it. Because either you're a new creation or you're not a new creation. You see? And see, the enemy try to get, get you all against each other, try to get you against society, try to get you. It, 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 it wants you to um, start anything that comes along the pipe, join in with it. We don't join in nothing but the word of God. That's what I want to join into, you know. Yeah. Don't want to do nothing else. So we have to realize that there are many strong people who have fallen. Many. And you probably don't believe it, but there they, they say statistically that there are just as many divorces in the church as there is in the world. That's a you can't oh no, there's no way. We have God. We have the word of God. We have an enemy. That's what we have. We have an enemy that is, he is an enemy of, he doesn't know what unity is around the word of God. Around the word of God. He doesn't know what unity is. Everything is disunity with him. Everything is separate. Everything is that against each other. You know, nation against nation. Nation. You know, they want to get you to um, try to take over other nations and things like that if you're a ruler of a nation. It, it, he's just a separator of things. So we have this enemy. And so God says, therefore, in verse 13, I want you to take the full arm of God that you may, that you may be able to resist in the evil day. Anytime the evil day come, anytime... Anything start coming against you, you got to realize that it's the enemy. And you say, well, everything is not the enemy. Well, the enemy can do a lot of things in the natural and a lot of things in the spirit realm. And you might not believe it, but they can. They can, you know. And so I said, well, um, I want to know what this whole armor is, and I want to be able to walk in it. And so we went through that verse by verse. Now, let's go into uh, verse 18, which is today's message. In verse 18, this is the last part of the armor, even though it's not the natural Roman armor, even though you might say, well, this is part of the, the armor that God says put on the whole armor of God. Yes, it said the whole armor of God, not the whole armor of Roman soldiers. So therefore, when it says in verse 18, with all prayer and petition, pray at all times, how how often? All times in the spirit, that's the Holy Spirit, and with this in view, with this in view now. Be on alert with all perseverance and all petition and all of all the saints. So when he says that, I really believe that this is an important spiritual offensive weapon. So we normally say that, 
Well, you know, in the armor of God, you only have one thing on offense. Everything else is defense. The helmet, defense. You know, you have on the shoes, you know, all, all that kind of stuff. The breastplate to protect you, protect your, your body up there, your heart and all that kind of stuff. But let me tell you, it's more than a sword. A sword is one offensive weapon, and we went through that last time. But prayer is an offensive weapon. I'm telling you now, it's an offensive weapon. Offensive weapon. Because Paul prayed, didn't he? Jesus prayed, didn't he? How many prayers of Jesus got answered? Every last one of them. Every last one of them. And when he, uh, you know, the longest recorded one, you, you see in, in uh, the scripture in the gospel of John, uh, probably 17, chapter 17, when he says, oh God, God, I don't want you to take them out of the world, but I want you to keep them from the evil one. Now, did that prayer get answered? Okay, so is it defensive or is it offensive? See, God, when he says, okay, Father, I don't want you to take them out of the world because they are in the world to do some, some, something for the kingdom, but I want you to protect them from the evil one, and God says, okay, I'll protect them. Anytime Jesus prays, it's an offensive Weapon because it, it gets answered. It gets answered. And that's why he said, hey, put your sword up because uh, I'm going to put this ear back on. Because, see, you, you don't realize that if, if, if now I need somebody to fight for me, I will have all these legions of angels. I can just call on them. Now, is that offensive or defensive? You think you can call on all these angels. You think that's a defense? Do you think they're going to come and? And say, ooh, the devil's, he's, 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 oh, he's so big, he's so big. Uh, I'll be around you, but if he gets tough now, he gets tough now, I'm going to run. What do you think? No. No. When they show up, oh, my goodness. Something happens. Something happens. You know, like, like the, the situation was when the person prayed, and uh, it was a while before, the prayer got answered because the prayer was held up. In the heavens by the evil people, evil, the principalities of power. But now, all he has to do is send an angel. What do you think the angel is going to do? He'll bring your prayers on through. You see? See, prayer is very important. Now, now, all of us don't have the gift of prayer. All of us don't have a, a gift of giving. All of us don't have a gift of, um, say, teaching of mercy, but we are all called to have mercy, to show mercy. We're all called to pray. We're all called to give, aren't we? Yes. Yes, we are. So even though God helps us because he gives gifts to men, then we need to Make sure we're using our gifts because our gifts gifts are important. They're important to God and it's important to the body of Christ. 
And so we have people in our, in our congregation. Every congregation has people in that congregation because God puts it there uh, that will encourage people to pray because they have a gift of prayer. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a hard thing for them to pray. It's a hard thing for sometimes for some of us to pray, but not for them to pray. But see, we need them because they encourage us to pray. You see? And so I'm excited about having all these gifts in the body because all these gifts encourage us to uh, partake of what God has uh, given us to help us to be more whole. Because we need each other, don't we? We need each other. And then that's the way it is in, in, in any kind of relationship. That's the way it is in a marriage. Because you don't have the same gifts. You don't have the same personality. But if, if you are married and yield to the Holy Spirit, you'll start taking on some of the characteristics of your mate. Because God has done a work in their lives in an area He's done a work in your life in an area. And if y'all are yield to the Holy Spirit, those things come together. You say, hmm, you know, uh, my wife is a, is a, is a, uh, uh, this type of person. And so, uh, I don't like being like, like that, but boy, I see results come. Isn't that good? Yeah, that's, that's, that's really good. And we see the same thing in the church. I thank God for, for people who pray. I thank God for that. Because if you ever, ever get sick and can't pray for yourself, you better hope somebody pray for you. You know, I'm serious. That's right. You better hope somebody pray for you. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we need people to start praying. And you say, well, you don't have the gift of prayer. No, I don't. My wife does, but I don't. But she encourages me, and I have, I'm, I'm more of a prayer person now than I used to be. She, she's, she's, she's uh, you know, it's like God's using her to, to chisel stuff off of me that don't need to be there. You know, people who, who they, they do things, and, and um, they, they can take a, a rock, and they can start chiseling things off of it. And after a while, that rock looks like, like a person. Only because they chiseled everything off of that rock that doesn't, doesn't look like a person. You see? And so God uses her to chisel things off me that doesn't help me to pray. Yeah. So, uh, and you, 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 I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. Uh, because sometimes things prevent you from praying because the game is coming on. <laughs> Come on. Come on now. Y'all know what I'm talking about now. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Especially if your team is coming, if your team is going to play, you know. Oh, my goodness gracious, you know. And, and, and you know, you may say, hey, let's, let's go in and pray for the children just a little bit. Huh? What? We'll pray after the game. We'll pray after the game, you know. Come on, so so uh, God has to use them to help chisel some things off. It, you know what I'm talking about? Giving the same way, the same way. Uh, that's another one of her gifts of giving. Uh, and, and boy, it was a stingy something that's like a Scrooge, you know, uh, because I figured that there's no way that the church going to get my money when I have a need for my money. 
Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, really. But, you know, when I started reading the Bible, I said, whoo, Jesus is a giver. If I want to be like Jesus, I'm going to have to be a giver. Right? Even though I don't have that gift. So you understand what, what, what I'm talking about. It can be any gift. Mercy. Right? Some of you don't show mercy much at all. You don't. You know, you tell it like it is. Yeah, tell it like it is. Let the chips fall where they may. Come on, you know. But God, aren't we glad that God shows mercy? Ooh, he shows mercy, you know. So um, prayer is something that we all need. We all need. Um, and I know that I'm improving. I know the Holy Spirit is at work and working on me because I go to prayer on Thursday nights. And I used to didn't come to prayer much on Thursday. I show up every now and then, encourage people. Oh, that, oh, he's there. Okay. But now I come because I want to come. Not to just to show up uh, to make an impression on something. I come because I want to come. That's why I come. Yeah. Because prayer is important. It's important. Do, do, do you hear what I'm talking about now? Yeah. 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 You hear what I'm talking about now? And, and the enemy, he used to, and I'm, I'm trying to help, help us understand how even though you don't want to, even though you don't have the gift or something, even though you don't have the, the, the time, you have it, but you don't want to make it. Uh, you, have, you have the time. Even I'm trying to tell you how we can, really walk with the spirit in this thing because prayer is important. And if the scripture says, one of some thousand is like, but two, come on now, huh? then prayer must be important to God. Who do you think puts the 10,000 to flight? Do you, do you think it's us to do it? Does it? We don't even see anything going to flight. You see? So it has to be God. But so God believes that the more people praying, the more demons you're going to put to flight. If you want to stop uh, the principalities from hovering over Lynchburg and, and causing Lynchburg to be a, uh, you know, they, just, they come to church because it's the, it's a thing to do is go to church on Sunday, you know, and you find out sometime that, oh, COVID has come. Oh, I don't have to go to church because there's too many people that I might catch, you know, COVID. I might get sick. So I'm going to stay out for two or three or four years, you know, <laughs> to, to no more COVID, no more COVID. Yeah. No. <laughs> no, no, no. It's important. It's important. It's really important. And so when when I say, My goodness gracious God, you said this thing is important here. 
it's important for us to pray, it's important, uh, then I need to encourage people to yield to the Holy Spirit. I need to appeal to the people that we need you. We need you. Because if one can send a thousand flight, I wonder what happens if we have about 30 in a prayer room. You say, well, hmm, you know. And what he'll try to do is to get you to believe, because he's going to speak to you. Enemy going to speak to you. Holy Spirit going to speak to you too. But, it, but the enemy going to speak to that flesh. You know, so you know, um, you know, they're going to get in there and they're going to be praying in the spirit. They're going to be, you know, praying in tongues and they, and you don't pray in tongues, you know, I mean, they're they going to be wild at that meeting there. So there's no need for you to go in there, you know. You know, I used to have a problem, really did, uh, in that, well, you knew that anyway. But uh, I had a problem with, with being able to stay awake because um, I had problems sleeping. So at night, uh, sometimes I couldn't get to sleep to one in the morning, two in the morning, something like that. And, uh, and then I had, sometimes I had situations physically that uh, I couldn't even lay down, so I had to sleep in a chair. And I'll be tired in the daytime. And then I would, um, I, I would, I would want to go to prayer. Well, that's not true. I would go to prayer, but I wouldn't want to. But I'll go to prayer uh, because my wife wanted to go. I'll go to prayer with her. She wanted me to go. And um, but see, if I sit quiet, oh, I mean, I know it doesn't happen to nobody else. But me, you know, I know that. But <laughs> and said, so, why don't you just stand up? You know, in the back, just stand up, and then you won't fall asleep. Because if you fall asleep, you, you're gonna hurt yourself, and you know that. You know you love yourself. You're not gonna hurt yourself. So stand up. Don't worry about it. Man, I don't want to stand up. I want to sit down. You know, I want to stand up. You know, but I, I would. I would, I would fall asleep sometime in prayer. You know. And Minerva hit me, you know, wake up, wake up, wake up. Uh, but at least I was there. But the problem is sometimes, you know, uh, when you, the enemy said, look, why do you go to prayer? You're going to fall asleep anyway. Why go? You're right. Why should I go? <laughs> Have y'all been talked to like that before? Yeah, yeah. So I stopped going. I really did. I stopped going. I said, that's God, you know. <laughs> and God ain't said nothing, you know. Uh, the flesh didn't want to go to start with, you know. Uh, but God helped me by the prayers of the saints. Thank God I can get in the bed. And, um, and the other messages kick in. Like when, when you confess the word, God says that in peace you lie down and sleep. So I start quoting that verse. I said, God, you said in peace I will lie down 
and sleep. You didn't say I would get in a chair and sleep. You said I would lie down and sleep. Is that the word of God or is it not? That's the word of God. You see? And if the word says it, it got to be what? True. And so if it's, if it's true, that means that I'm not the one that's going to bring the word to pass because God says my word will not return void. It will accomplish that which I please. It will prosper to the way I have sent it. So if, if the word of God is true and he's going to make sure it comes to pass, then that means that I speak it and I'm going to believe it because it's so. And, that, and I start laying down. I start going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, a, that was the other message, you know, remember? And so uh, I'm trying to tell you, you got to learn to fight. Fight. This is a spiritual warfare. And that's what God is trying to get us to, to, to understand that, that you don't fight against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, the powers, the rulers of darkness, the spiritual wickedness in heaven and places. That's who you're fighting against. So you've got to have on the whole armor. You've got to stand. And having done all the stand, then you stand, having your lawns girded about the truth and having no breast of right. All the armor, you see. So we have to realize that God is trying to help us to succeed. And so when we talk about prayer, and you say, well, man, you haven't said a lot about, you know, this scripture. You've been... I got plenty of scripture. There's plenty of scripture in this Bible about prayer. You know? And so I said, God, I can, it's no problem for me to, to go through scripture on prayer, but that's not going to help if the anointing is not there that the people going to change and start praying. So if you don't start praying, but the word goes for, then what's that? I want, I want the, the spirit of God, as his word goes out, I want it to prick your hearts. I want our hearts to change because, and, and I know we need prayer. I know we need a prayer. Heart's not going to change. Nobody prays. Somebody has to pray for us, the body, that we will start praying more because we have an enemy that's trying to attack families, trying to attack children. And you might say, well, all my children are safe. All of them are doing great. All of them on fire for God. My husband is, my, my, my mom is, my dad is, my granddaddy, everybody, everybody I touch. Everybody work, they are sold out for God. Man, there's nobody that I know of except when I go to the grocery store that's unsafe. But see, I don't know people like that in Lynchburg. You know, that might be somewhere else. But I know there are many unsaved people in Lynchburg. You see? And I want to be used by God to help bring them in. And it's going to take prayer. It's going to take prayer. You're not going to go out and say, ha, ha, ha. Hey, let's take the let's take the Bible study. Hey, Sam, why don't we go out and and and, and witness instead of getting in the Word all the time? Let's let's go out and witness. Well, you can go out all you want to, but don't you know the minute it came out of your mouth, the enemy said, "Hey, they think they're going out for let them go on out, and we we show them, we show them, you know, and you you come back." Nobody got saved. You didn't get in nobody's door because they didn't. The dogs got on you. I mean, nothing happens good. 
Nothing happened good because you didn't send the, 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 the prayer warriors first. You see? And so I don't want to go out unless you send some prayer warriors for, before me and say, okay, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna send the, 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 the Air Force first. Drop some bombs on them, you see. And, and see, uh, we, got, we got prayer people that are that getting their cars, and they'll drive by places, and they'll be praying. Don't you know that that's important? Because you're, you're cultivating an atmosphere. You see? Don't you know that the witches and warlocks do that? They, they, get, they, they start praying against people. You know? Yeah. They understand the spiritual realm on the dark side. We got to understand the spiritual realm on the light side. You see? And he said, send out the prayer warriors. Send them out first. You know, all through the neighborhoods, all over Lynchburg. Send them out, you know? And, and am I right? Yeah. Send them out, you know? And, and after they saturate that place with prayer, now we can go out and pass out a little tracks or do something. We can do that now and have some success. But you're not going to have no success without prayer. You're not going to have no success. Because we don't fight against flesh and blood. You see? So we have to realize that it's a spiritual enemy, and we got we to gotta deal with the spiritual realm. Let's hit... Um, that was page one. <laughs> I have a four pages, though. Let's um, skip over some of these pages. And let's go to uh, one here in Second Corinthians 10. Let's go there. That's a, a good one. Uh, let's do start in the third verse. For though we walk in the flesh, this is this is Paul talking, and you know if you read the background of it, I don't want to go to the background of it. Uh, they were accusing him of this and that, this when he's present, this when he's away, and all that kind of stuff. He said, for though we walk in the flesh. We do not war according to the flesh. You see? We don't war according to what the Romans do. See, our, our, our weapons are spiritual weapons. He says in verse 4, For are because the weapons of our warfare, and you don't need to have weapons of warfare if you're not in a war. But God knows we're in a war. In the unseen world, you see. For the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. And the King James said, not carnal, you see. But divinely powerful. I like the way that uh, New American Standard said, divinely powerful. God makes it powerful, in other words, for the destruction of fortress, fortresses. Now, now we, we, when you picture a fortress, you picture of, 
Oh, there's high walls all around the city. Nobody can get in, and they just, oh, you and me march around this city all you want to, but you're not getting in here. But he doesn't know that God has told him to march around. And even though you have a fortress, when God's word comes to pass, that wall going to fall. You see? And that's what prayer does. Prayer goes around the city, goes around your neighborhood, goes around your marriage, goes around your children, goes around your job, goes around your church, and it just tears down stuff that you don't even know is happening. And you know, it does that in the natural uh, with water, doesn't it? You can, have a, you can have something happening underneath your house, and you don't know it, uh, but, the, you know, it's enough water start eroding your foundation, and after a while, it's a boom, and your house doesn't fail. You see? That's why it says that you don't want to build your house on the sand. You want to build it on rock, you see? So he's telling us here, though we walk in the flesh, we don't walk according to the flesh, whether our warfare or not, uh, Connor, they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, see, fortresses. That's what they are. And I said, well, that's, that's cool, man. Then it says in verse 5, we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing that comes against the knowledge of God. You see? Because these these things that we say that, that's happening here, they're just speculations. That's stuff of the mind. See, we, we, we have to fight warfare to mind, you see. And see, so our mind comes against stuff because the enemy is feeding thoughts to our mind. But it says that, that we are destroying speculations and every lofty thing that rises itself against the knowledge of God and we are taking every thought, every thought captive to the obedience of Christ. So he said, you got a warfare going on in your mind, but I want you, every thought that comes, I want you to bring it into captivity to the obedience of, of the word of God. That's what I want you to do. Is that thought that just came to you? Is that thought from God or is it from the enemy? How are you going to know? Does it line up in the, with the word or does it line up with the flesh? What does it line up with? You see? Because that, 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 that's real now. We're talking about real warfare. You see? Have you ever been, been in a place before? And you say, man, how long am I have to be here? Man. Yeah. And it might be a place that you should be at. It might be a wedding. It might be, uh, you know, Jesus at a wedding before, wasn't it? Yeah. You see? Uh, it might be in church, right? And have anybody ever told you in church? Uh, in your mind now. In your mind. Man. How long? Ooh. <laughs> that, that's never happened to anybody but me. I know it. I know it. Y'all so sanctified. I know it. I know it. But I'm telling you, it happens. And what God wants us to do, bring that thought into captivity. 
to the beings of Christ. And see, what we want to do sometimes, bring it into captivity to the beings of the flesh. We want to agree with it, you know. And God said, no, 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 no. He says that, I was glad when they said, let us go in the house of the Lord. And that's what I read now. Did y'all read that? Oh, it's not in your Bible. Yeah. I was glad when they said, let us go in the house of the Lord. You see, but see, I know I have not been always glad. You see? Yeah. Haven't always been glad. Yeah. Matter of fact, final reason to stay home. Come on. Yeah. See, I'm, I'm trying to be real with you. See, 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 some of you think that, that man, you meddling. That's what you're doing. You meddling. No, no, I'm trying to give you, shine light on the truth of the matter is that we're in a spiritual warfare that the enemy, he's going he's gonna, to uh, throw these um, spiritual bombs in our mind. And God is trying to say, I want you to bring these, these bombs, these thoughts into captivity to what my word has said. Yeah. Okay. So I can end the service because a game might be coming on, and and I don't want you to get upset with me. Uh, but I'm telling you that I, when 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 I read that, I said, okay, the enemy is playing 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 with my mind. He's trying to get me to believe things that's not true. That's what he's trying to get me to believe. You see? Trying to get me to believe. I, I, I had a, 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 a coach in college one time that um, uh, he, he was always thinking somebody was trying to sabotage the team. Uh, he, he, you know, he would think that, man, you drop that pass, you don't want us to win. You don't want us to win, you know. You're trying to, you're trying to sabotage us. You're trying to get rid of me, you know. He, he was negative thinking all the time like that, you know. And we can be that way in our marriages. We can be that way in the church. We can be that way on our job. Everybody's not against you. Just the principalities, the powers, the rules, the doctrine, the spiritual works in the heavenly places. They are against you. But God is for you. That's what he said. That's what he said. You know? And so um, I wanted to end on Romans, but let's, let's just say it a little bit. Because God says, who, who, who can separate us from the love of God? And, and, and you say, well, how about the principalities and the powers? How about them? No, because he said so, didn't he? Let's, let's go to it. Let's end on that, okay? It's a good scripture, isn't it? Y'all don't mind hearing a little bit more scripture, do you? Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Romans chapter 8, verse 31. Let's start there. What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who can be against us? He who did not spare his own son, he didn't even spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all. How will will he not also 
with him freely give us all things. All things. Who would bring a charge against God's elect? So we might say, well, Sam will, Willa will, you know, John will, Susan will. No, no. God is the one who justifies. Verse 34. Who is the one who condemns? Does Willie condemn? Oh, yeah, I think he, I think he condemns me sometimes. I think he, when he teaches, he, he, I think he's talking just to me, you know. Christ Jesus, he who died, yes, rather, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who also intercedes for us. Woo, I'm so glad. Aren't you glad that he's ever interceding on our behalf? Ever interceding on our behalf. If it weren't for that, my goodness gracious. You know, he told me, hey, man, if it weren't for me, you know, you, Satan, he wants he to sift you just like wheat, man. But I pray for you. I'm so glad. Pray, 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 oh, pray, pray for me, right? As I pray for you. We got to pray for each other, right? Yeah, because the enemy is wanting to attack all of us under some kind of attack. If you got anything on the ball for the Lord, the enemy is on attack because he don't want he don't want you having any success because you're about the things of God. You see, if the enemy leaves you alone, you might say, oh, I must not be an important. You must not be. If the enemy is not on you, you must not be important. You know, you see. Verse 35, who will separate us from the love of Christ with tribulation? How about distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or pearl or sword? Just as it was written, for your sakes, we were being put to death all day long. We were, you know, considered like sheep to be slaughtered. But in all these things, we are overwhelmingly conquer through him who loved us. Through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities. See, that we're including all the principalities, powers, rulers. You can, you, can, you can do all you want to, your witchcraft, all this that you want to do. But I'm going to tell you what, I don't care. No angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor death, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I tell you. So let's 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 pray, okay? Let's pray. Let's pray. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email cornerstonecom at comcast.net or call us at 434-847 4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.